Product innovation is super important, you know, especially as a building product manufacturer. It's the core of who you are and what your business does. And I love it when you take a company who's super progressive, who also starts to sell into building products so you can learn how they approach innovation in our space. On today's show, we bring on a product development expert who works at Panasonic, specifically within the building products arena. And they share how they approach product innovation and how that applies to market fit to ensure that their products are successful. It's a great show if you're thinking about how do you position your products effectively and ensure that your customers are going to adopt it and how that plays into your marketing and sales efforts. It's a great show. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. All right, everybody, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams, joined by my co-host, Beth Popniklov. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We are really excited to welcome Peter Jacobson. He is a business designer at Panasonic. He has got some incredible insights to share with us. Peter, welcome to the show. If you wouldn't mind, can you just take a couple minutes, introduce yourself to our listeners and give us some details about all of the great things that are hidden inside of the title of business designer. Sure. Thank you, Beth. And thank you, Zach. Really excited to be here with you. Yeah, it's kind of a fancy, vague title, but really what it comes down to is leading our strategic thinking on how to drive innovation within some parts of Panasonic and specifically related to strategies on developing new product services in the uh, energy, sustainability, mobility, and built environment uh, markets. And we do that through strategic advisory services, working with utilities, real estate developers, and municipalities, for instance. And helping them solve some of their most difficult problems and then seeing if there's an opportunity for Pitt and Sonic to help with their own products. So, and we're just joking about this, you have probably the coolest title out there, you know, business designer. <laughs> I'm curious to get your take on, you know, what you see that's happening in the marketplace. I mean, Grand Panasonic is doing a lot of things with, you know, around technology, whether that's, you know, HVAC systems or other types of, you know, tools and products that are really at the forefront of what's happening in today's market. I want to get your perspective on what you see that's ahead. Like, obviously, there's a lot of focus on health and sustainability, but like, where do you see the industry going from a product development innovation standpoint? Yeah, so I think in the built environment, there's a few mega trends that Panasonic is specifically interested in, which is that more and more people are finding it harder and harder to live in the places they want to live. You know, housing is getting much more expensive. And so Panasonic's very interested in figuring out how we can help make housing more affordable. Another one is just digitization in the built environment and that user experience for the users of your buildings and what kinds of products and services can we offer into the marketplace that tenants are asking for. And then finally, there's the sustainability side and the energy side, which kind of goes hand in hand with affordability. But how can we help our customers meet their growing demands for a, a more eco-friendly and more sustainable energy product in the built environment? Can you give an example of that? Like, give me a cool product you guys have put out recently that you're really proud of. Are you, are you allowed to share that? You know, so on the digitization side, Panasonic has a lot of cool products. Like you mentioned, HVAC systems, variable refrigerant flow systems, security cameras, and more, which traditionally in this space are very disparate systems. And traditionally, developers and the like will procure them through different manufacturers. And we see an opportunity to start 
integrating those systems. And so you have one experience, and the way we're doing that is through generally through some sort of cloud platform that integrates all of these different pieces of hardware and different systems to make it more efficient, you know, more cost effective, and just generally a better user experience for both the tenants and the building operators. I'd love to learn more about what drives the indicators for you that, okay, we need to develop a product to solve this problem. Because there's tons of problems, there's tons of gaps. And I think a lot of manufacturers are looking at what's happened over the last you know, 12 to 18 months. We talk about change all the time, not only on here, but we all talk about it in our whole lives, right? And if you're a manufacturer, re-looking at your product line, thinking, how do we respond to this change? What would you say, okay, these are good indicators of this is the direction to go, follow those indicators for new product family, new product launch. And these guys tend to be, you know, they ebb and flow too much to really stake anything in it. Yeah, I think, you know, at a high level, it's keeping a tab on the market. And, you know, what helps us do that is through these advisory services and working directly with our end customers and hearing what they have to say and what their pain points are. And when we hear that enough times, it's an indicator that, yeah, that the general market, the larger market is going to probably be very interested in this solution. And, you know, in the end, there are external factors and there are internal factors that we have to consider for Panasonic. Is it a core strength? And if this isn't a core strength of Panasonic, do we have the appetite for the, the investment needed and the risk associated with moving into that new product space? And then so it, it's a combination of understanding what the market wants and needs and aligning that with Panasonic's strength. Be honest with me, Peter, how confident are you when you launch a product that's going to succeed? Are you like 50-50 or is there a percentage you're aiming for when you're launching a product? Because of course you're like, yes, it's definitely going to succeed. Like that's what you want to say. But like mm-hmm. in the back of your mind or like in your gut, like what are you hoping for that, you know, when you're looking at a product that you're about to launch when it comes to the success rate? Yeah, I would say you would never want to launch a product without high confidence in its success. And there's a lot of tools to do that, right? Which is implement pilots and gather a lot of market feedback. And so it's inherent that the earlier start, the more risk and unknowns you're going to have. And you just have to be deliberate about identifying what those unknowns and risks are and trying to answer them, you know, whether it's through a pilot or through market testing or whatever it is. And different companies are going to have different appetites for risk. Panasonic, I would say generally, my personal opinion is that they're generally more on the risk averse side, which just means you're going to have to, you know, likely find investment from a customer that's willing to pay for something and willing to co-develop it with you, which just increases your certainty or or your confidence that the rest of the market will also want to pay for it. Peter, is there anything you could tell us about what you are seeing or how you are developing products to respond to anticipated needs that are five to 10 years down the line? I think there's, again, going back to, you know, manufacturers are looking at the changes that have happened. There's a lot of reactionary products being developed in the moment, which are needed. But life will continue to evolve. We're going to leave some of these not so nice things about 2020 in the dust. And that won't be the only driving factor for product needs, consumer needs, consumer expectations. What do you guys have coming down five to 10 years? Yeah, no, I I mean, I think in the future, you're going to see a lot of products around in the mobility space from Panasonic. 
you know, a lot of our listeners today may think of Panasonic as a consumer electronics company, right? And, you know, maybe some of the people more familiar with the company will think HVAC or, or building products. But really, Panasonic has seen how digitization has really disrupted all parts of the economy. And so it's very interested in expanding its digital offerings or IoT or software offerings. And so you'll see a lot of software offerings in the mobility space and the energy space generally to help strengthen what we have already, which is, you know, a market leader in manufacturing EV batteries, you know, through Tesla's Gigafactory or a market leader in Wi-Fi systems for the aviation industry. So I think in the next five to 10 years, you may see a Panasonic who's trying to position itself kind of with a lot of the high-tech firms um, in addition to its manufacturing route. That sounds really exciting. Peter, you know, one thing, and you know this, you know, one thing you have to think about when it comes to launching a product is how do you market it? How do you position it? You know, simply developing a great product is a big facet, but the other part of it is how are you positioning that in the marketplace and then developing sales strategy to be successful? Can you talk us through a little bit about how you think about the value prop of a new product or product that you're launching? And then what marketing tactics are you using to be successful when that product does launch? Yeah, you know, positioning yourself in the market is super important and very relevant to kind of how I think about uh, what Panasonic should build. And, you know, for me, it really starts at understanding the market, understanding what the actual end users want and need. And then, you know, in response to your value prop, it's what is the actual value that we're creating and how much of that value can we capture? So I'm always thinking about capturing value, and that's generally in the form of monetization and setting a price, right? And then, you know, once we feel confident that there's a value out there that we can capture and that, you know, the market and the customers are willing to pay for, then honestly, I hand it over to the smarter marketing people to figure out kind of how to best communicate, you know, what we have to offer and how it meets their needs. You're making me think about a quote from Peter Drucker. He says, the aim of marketing is to know and understand the customer so well that the product or service fits him and sells itself, which I think is is really critical. Like we focus a lot, you know, in our day to day and honestly on this podcast about how to market and sell more effectively. But what you're saying is, gosh, if I just have a really great product that really helps my audience, I know that like it's gonna be super easy or much easier, if you will, yeah. to market that and, and develop yeah. a strategy around it. Is that right? Yeah, and I think that's absolutely true. And and I feel lucky that I work at a company like Panasonic, who places such a high value on manufacturing or building the best possible products. And that has been kind of a core value of Panasonic since it was founded 100 years ago. And so I feel lucky that we can build products with that in mind, which, to your point, just helps on the marketing side that much more. Who else do you think is doing a good job at innovation and like product development? You know, even maybe outside of the competitors you work with, is there anybody out there like, man, I, I think what they're doing is really smart? You know, I think it's easy to talk about the tech space. Generally, it's just easier to innovate in that space. Your, your product build times and your lead times on that stuff is faster, quicker turnaround. It allows you to learn more generally located in geographies that really emphasize and value innovation. And so, 
I think that's the reason why you see a Tesla who's coming out of that kind of environment into a traditionally manufacturing heavy space be so successful because it, it is relied on that tech, uh, technological innovation and it's built its value prop on you know the software play beyond just the hardware, which is a lot to be innovative. So now that's the easy one. I think companies are starting to see that. And I think that's the reason Panasonic is trying to put more, you know, monetary and time investment into building out our software feature set. Smart. Peter, this has been great, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. If someone wants to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? You know, I'll, I'll shoot you uh, contact information. I'm not up to the times yet with social media, so I can't yell something out for your, your audience right now, but I can certainly give you contact info. And if they reach out to you, I'd be happy to chat. That's great. Again, Peter, man, thank you so much for coming to the show. And for our listeners, if you like this content, make sure you go to venview.com slash podcast to subscribe to get more. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Popnikolov. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.